All right, all right. Robert Nelson, welcome to the show. Thank you for having you on. Yeah, so just so everybody understands who the man Robert Nelson is, you are the concierge for the Apex Mastermind community. And what we're brought here together, because uh, I'm really interested in hearing more about this, is you're the director of the Apex Youth Program. You're an author of several books, mm-hmm. including one you co-authored with, and I'm going to mess this name up, I think. Uh, Ogmandino. Ogmandino. I, that's what I thought, but, you know, you're saying, pronouncing somebody's name is important to me, because with a name like Janakovo, it matters. <laughs> right? So anyway, you co-authored the, the greatest sales training in the world with Ogmandino. And uh, you've been engaged in professional sales for decades, and your personal mission and passion is to inspire the spirit of entrepreneurship in the hearts of young people. And that's why we are here. I am loving it. On a side note, Robert, uh, last night at our local school board meeting, I wrapped up a meeting uh, with our superintendent uh, to do a career camp. Uh, we're mm. just kind of diving in. We're, we're both tired of talking about it. We're going to be about it and uh, do this career camp for kids because I so believe uh, that that is needed to show children that there's an, not that college is bad, but that mm-hmm. there, is, there are other paths in life that may crisscross with college, uh, may start with college, uh, may never get to college, but mm-hmm. there's other opportunities to be successful in this world. And we're going to show them a bunch of amazing people doing just that. So, man, I'm happy to have you on the show. I really I'm am. honored to be here. <laughs> yeah. So you and I had lunch uh, a few weeks back, I guess maybe about a month ago. And mm-hmm. um, I was really uh, impressed and, and just connected to you on your thoughts about how we connect as humans. And, and you know, we really should be dialed in on like shining our light, spreading joy and mm-hmm. just connecting with each other. Let's start there. Why don't you just kind of share with the listeners your thoughts? Because I found them powerful and I want everybody else to hear it. Well, one of the things that has come to my awareness is that one of the greatest illusions on this planet is the illusion of separation. It is one of the things that really creates this tendency of individuality, ego-driven at all costs to succeed. One of the things about Apex is that we represent what winning looks like at all times, but not at all costs, you see? When we are conscious of the fact that we are all connected as one, then we'll be more prone to treat each other as we want to be treated. So for me, uh, I liken it onto the atmosphere. So it's not my atmosphere, your atmosphere. It is the atmosphere. And we all use it. The consciousness that we possess is one consciousness. And there's so many people like yourself that are attuned to what the the universe is speaking to you in terms of what your mission is, what your purpose is. Why are you here? Why are you doing the things that you do? Why do you talk to the people that you talk to? Why do you address some of the issues that you address? And it's coming from some kind of core passion that's in you, that's driving you to do things you do. And oftentimes, there's a commonality between people who resonate on the same frequency, are about the same mission, even though they may have a unique aspect of the task that they perform in that mission. So that's really why I'm grateful to be on this show with you, man. You've been, you've been interviewing some very, some powerful people. And I know you're part of a very powerful network. And to have this opportunity to have a conversation about why we are addressing some of the issues that we're addressing to create a better world for us to live in. To me, I think that's important. So I'm honored to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just on this note, you know, um, I've given a lot of attention. Uh, on the show to Apex. Uh, I, I don't get paid to do that at all. Um, I don't want to get paid to do that at all. This isn't a paid commercial. Um, but I think I think we'd be remiss right now. And we didn't talk about this in the pre-show. So I'm already throwing you a curveball, Robert. It kind of happened. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, you know, and Ryan just dropped this in a, in a weekly communication to the whole Apex group about how he went all in on Million Dollar Mastermind coming up. So from you mm. being a part of the T, you know, so I look at what's about to happen with that event. And then sadly, I can't make it because my oldest son's graduating high school. And I would not, you know, I would be a hypocrite to miss that mm. for my mm. son. I would not be living my big ticket life out if I missed that. So, mm. uh, 
So anyway, but this event, Million Dollar Mastermind, is uh, an incredible event. I mean, he just dropped Tom Brady. The Tom Brady is going to be speaking, which, like, as far as I can tell, is this like his first kind of this event that he's done? Based on my, based on my knowledge, yeah. He does yeah. a lot of events, but of this nature, uh, I don't think so much so. Yeah. Uh, but I'm honored to have Tom Brady because he represents what winning looks like at all times, needless to say. No kidding. Uh, now, there are a couple of other caveats to this process. People who are actually in the Apex community will also get an opportunity to have a private session with David Goggins, the hardest man on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, I've been going to these masterminds uh, for the last, ever since they began, because the first event was more or less uh, a reunion. It was a Break Free Academy union. Uh, reunion, and then we had started having masterminds since back in 2015, I believe it was. And they've been growing every year. Last year, I think we did maybe a thousand people. Yeah, this year's gonna be about five thousand, anywhere from three to five thousand people at this event. And there has never been a lineup like this, to my knowledge, in one place. Now, Jeff is really important. The, the reason why he's doing this is because. There's so many people who are not inside of the APES community that don't even understand what we are, what we do. And there's so many people that are out here that want to succeed, that want to create connections, that want to get around winners, to create this atmosphere, this laboratory setting where they get a chance to see some of the most powerful and profound speakers and in the world on one stage over the course of these three days is really going to open up the eyes of a lot of people and cause them to start to believe in the possibilities that exist for themselves. And that's yeah. really what happens. When people yeah. come to these events, there is an electricity, there's an electric energy, and this is real. There's a vibration that emanates from that space because of so many like-minded people that are all about success, that are all committed to growing and leveling up to become the most elite versions of themselves. So it creates an atmosphere that's conducive to an epiphany. So it's like, boom. It's time you change my life. Yeah. It's like, that's the kind of power that this event has, man, for real. It, it does. And it's not your usual. I've been doing events for a long time. It's it, This community is unlike anything I've ever been a part of. And I've, I've paid big money to be in big ponds uh, with big people. And the connection hasn't existed anywhere else like here. So you owe it to yourself uh, to get uh, to get to Million Dollar Mastermind. Three-day event in June, June 3, 4, and 5. Um, I really hope you go. Uh, Apex is something that's changed my life and the connections I've made are just, just incredible. Um, I mean, no. like the very first guest on the show was Sammy Knight. And if you don't know Sammy Knight mm. by name, you know him by the company he helped make, uh, quite possibly Mossy Oak clothing brand. Like, you, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're big time when you've got Grammy winning music artists talking about your clothing brand and their songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that happens. Like, I hear yeah. that song. Like, that's my friend Sammy's company. And I can call him my friend. Yeah. And that is the truth. Yeah. And that's the kind of connections that happen. So it's just really, really cool. Um, so you and I are in tune. We, we, we like to make these connections and really foster them. But for you, like, so take us back. I mean... What's the, what's the timeline to, to bring us here together? Where did you start? Where, what like kind of awoken you to like this connection, this atmospheric resonation where we can tune in and connect with one another? Mm -hmm. Take us back. Give us the timeline. I'm glad you asked. But before I go there, I want to make mention of this. If you haven't gotten your seats to the Million Dollar Mastermind and you get a seat to the Million Dollar Mastermind, let me know because I'm authorized to give you additional bonus value for those people who are getting seats to the mastermind. So reach out to me, let me know up to $5,000 in value I'm giving away because we want as many people in that room as possible yep. to just let me know. But let me, to, to, to your question, um, the reason I got started in this space, you know, as we start growing up from teenagers and you know, I was out there, I'm from Chicago, right? right. Ghetto. Not, not the suburbs, right? right. From the ghetto, right? The fact that I'm still alive is a miracle in and of itself, right? But uh, I guess when I was in my 20s and I started to become conscious, which means I started to read, I started to pay attention, I started to realize that it's more about being on this planet than just running around in circles going nowhere fast. So as I started looking around my community, I noticed that 
a lot of the young people in my community were selling drugs on the streets as a way of making a living and perpetually getting into trouble, creating havoc. Uh, but the thought was, okay, here's a problem. And if you're becoming conscious, if you're aware of the fact that you have a responsibility to your environment, what are you going to do about it? So I went to one of my cousins who was like, uh, I would say Nino Brown, Wesley Snipes of New Jack City during the time because <laughs> he owned a courtway building and he had he had distributors, he had manufacturers, he had marketers, he had collection people. Wow. And they were all running. He was running an enterprise, a major enterprise that covered most of the west side of Chicago, right? And I went to him one day. I said, dude, we got to stop this. You got to do something different. And he asked me this question. He said, what else am I going to do, right? And that really mm. made me think, okay, you can't tell someone to stop a behavior unless you give them an alternative or something they can get engaged in. Particularly yep. if that's the only thing they've known, right? Yeah. That's all they're accustomed to. So for them, it's a norm. So it's like, no, this is not normal. Dying and killing and living this lifestyle is not really normal for the human species, but it was normal in our culture, in our community, right? Right. From that moment is when I began the process of seeking out mentorship because I was convinced that if they could sell drugs, they could possibly sell something else. But I didn't know how to sell, right? So I began to seek out mentorship. My first mentor was a man by the name of Paul J. Meyer out of Waco, Texas, a billionaire. He owned Success Motivation Institute. And one of the things that Paul J. Meyer did for me is that he introduced me to Og Mandino. You know, one day as I was in his office, he had these plaques, like big scrolls along lining the hallway of his office. And I asked him, what were these? He said, these are, these are the ancient scrolls from the greatest salesman in the world. I became fascinated. So I took it. And it's not an elaborate book. It's just a little book, right? Yep. It's a little storybook, really. But in it, there were principles, right? Principles are timeless. He talked about various principles that if you integrate these principles into your personality and begin to live your life according to these standards, your life will dramatically change for the better. So I began to do that. I began to apply the principles. I took the scrolls. I recorded them. I listened to them. I began to quote them verbatim. But they started to change the way I felt about myself and my whole internal belief system. My internal dialogue started to change. I started to see possibilities that I had been oblivious to before, even though they were right in front of me. So from then, I actually began to sell. And I went to uh, the publisher. And I said, dude, this is powerful. I want to teach this to young people. So I wanted them to learn how to integrate these principles so they can start selling in a more positive direction. Right. So he said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll consider it if you will do something for me. So he asked me to write a forward for one of Og's books. So I wrote the forward and then he gave me the commission to co-author the greatest sales training in the world. And in essence, what it is, is a commentary on the greatest salesman in the world. It's taking and breaking down some of those concepts and principles mm. And showing you how to practically apply them to produce measurable results. Uh, I was privileged to have the opportunity to have testimonials from people like uh, Paul J. Meyer, uh, Les Brown, Mark Victor Hansen, Tony Robbins. Uh, and the list goes on. But they endorse the fact that these principles are what they utilize in their own experiences to achieve the success that they've achieved. So from there, you know, I just began to get enthralled and involved with making sure I'm providing information and insight to young people. The last two years ago, I worked for Barack Obama's My Brother's Keeper Initiative. Okay, yeah. So we talk, I, I specifically taught sales and entrepreneurship in high schools across the city of Fort Worth. So for me, that just seems to be a natural fit. Yeah. Now, I utilize the principles to become successful in sales, but the way I came into being introduced to Ryan Stillman was this. I was selling furniture, right? Belly-to-belly -belly sales. This is not... This is not sophisticated right. yeah. sales, right? I remember reading that. What, what, so where, where'd you work? I worked at the dump. Okay. I worked at the I dump, that store which well. is a national yep. chain. I happened to be the top salesperson in the country. To the dump? To the dump? That, to the dump? Or, dump. Well, like 10 years, yeah. So one day I heard Ryan Stuman talking on uh, one of his uh, broadcasts. And he said that if you're the top of your game and you feel like you really can't communicate with some people around you, you need to get around other people that are also at the top of their game so that y'all can connect and communicate. So I said, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I went to a breakfast with him. And as I began to see, because I was looking at the environment of how consumers were spending their money. Mm -hmm. Consumers were starting to shift the way they spend their money. Becoming a lot more savvy with the technology. They can price shop you right there in real time on the phone, right? They ain't playing. Yep. 
So the thought is that I need to learn how to leverage social media and digital marketing, which I didn't know, right? But Ryan Stuman was an expert in that space. So I hired him to coach me, to teach me, because it would, I'd be remiss if I tried to teach sales and entrepreneurship to young people without including the component of leveraging this social media reality, because this is the world we live in now, yeah, it's right? the world, well, we live in it, but they were born into it. <laughs> they were born in it, yeah. right? They, they naturally got a natural proclivity towards yeah. it. So Ryan started to coach me and ultimately gave me a job as in have given me an opportunity to work here. And originally it was the Break Free Academy and it was the tribe, but the organization has evolved over time. Originally, he had maybe 36 people that paid him like 25 grand to come to the table and him coach them as to how to leverage social media, digital marketing to build a machine. So they yep. create a system of automation that can generate money while they're asleep, right? Yep. Well, what we found is that people are on different levels in their experience. Some people are just maybe employees or solopreneurs. They just want to level up. They want to improve the quality of their life, want to increase their revenue stream. They have a different conversation going on than somebody who is an employer and has a team of employees that they're responsible for. So they have different problems. They need different solutions. So there are different tiers in the organization. But then we also have people who are executives, people who are already very successful, but they're looking for new ways and means to make their money, make them, they want to, the money to work for them. They don't work for the money, right? right? So well, they're doing investments there's, there's, in different areas. Yeah, there's a lesson there that came from Ryan. Yeah. I've really been taken to heart since joining executives and that's never work for the same dollar twice, right? Right, and, that's profound. That's I mean, it really that's is. I mean, and when you take that to kind of circle this back to your passion for youth, I mean, I think if you take that one statement and drive it in to the modern educational system that our kids are exposed to, you would make, and this isn't a knock on business teachers. It's not a knock on teachers in general, but it would make their head spin. Because mm -hmm. our society, our society at large has just kind of grown up with the idea, you go to work, you make your hourly wage, and that's the money you get. And you pull your bootstraps up and just go do more, right? And the reality mm. is there's a whole other way to go about <laughs> this life. And that one statement, never work for the same dollar twice, is really profound. Mm. And when you begin to open that yeah, up and peel those layers back, it, mm -hmm. it opens up a lot of things. Um, now, now, one of the things that I really love about this community is the fact that people like yourself who are subject matter experts in a variety of spaces, right? We got people who are in virtually almost every industry that you can imagine that are successful. We talking eight, nine figure earners, right? Mm -hmm. The thought of being in a community like this where people are actually applying the principles of business to produce results and impact the economy, that is a very rare audience to find in one location. Right. So these people come in like once a month, like we getting ready to have a fly in Friday. This coming uh, Friday tomorrow. And people fly in from all over, over to come in and actually get the direction and correlate, collaborate and build rapport with one another to create greater impact. So for me, it was just a natural fit. In fact, since the time I started working for Ryan, I had always been telling him, I said, dude, I got to do something with these kids because that's why I hired you to coach me in the first place. What I think is probably about maybe eight, eight months ago, six or seven months ago, one of the young people that is a, a grandson of one of our Apex members actually had an assignment in school. This dude's 12 years old. And his assignment in school was to give a story about, tell us somebody that you look up to and want to become like when you grow up. And he picked Ryan Stuman. Mm. He picked Ryan because one, of his humor, two, of his authenticity, Three, because of his impact and his power in his leadership. Because he's leading leaders, right? This, this dude's not just leading followers. This dude is leading leaders. And when he made that expression, Ryan was touched by yeah. it, right? Yeah, no kidding. And I said, dude, I told you we need to do something with these kids. They need, some, they need some help. They need to get plugged into this community. They need to start being exposed to some of the principles, some of the fundamentals about money. Yep. They need to do that before they get upside down in student loan and go into college to try to get uh, education in the space that they may never pursue, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> don't make any sense. Yeah, it really so doesn't. So he said, well, what we that's why we started with creating the Apex Youth Program. And now we have several youth that are in the program. We actually have uh, scholarship options available so that they're being sponsored. 
when they come to the table, Jeff, one of the things that I really admire, I really like about the mechanism is we use the same principles that we use in the apex, right? Yeah. Create a dream 25, create a message, make an offer and put it in front of your audience. Yep. Follow up with that audience and close and convert more sales. So what we do is we engage them in a the fundraiser. And Adam Miller has actually created the automation behind this. All they're doing is sending out a text message that we prefabricate for them to get support for their initiative. Now, part of our obligation, their obligation when they come to the table is that as we help them succeed, they're eventually going to be responsible to make sure they help somebody else succeed because mm. it's all about reciprocity and giving back. And if we don't teach them by example and build that into the culture, they're going to be inclined to repeat the same mistakes that their ancestors have created. Right. right? So right. it's about building this framework and creating this bridge so that they can have an easier path, not to make that they don't have any trouble, right? We want them to be able to break their own shell. But the thought is, there's so many people around us that have such a wealth of knowledge that they need to be corralled in this incubated kind of environment where people care about their well-being yep. and providing them with some good information on how to move forward and, and flourish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, and I love the fact that you've got you as a, as a, as a focal point, as a leader, of Apex youth within the community, which that in itself says our community believes we're attached to a leader that believes giving back is important and we're going to put somebody on payroll to actually go do that, right? So I think that's mm -hmm. great. Then you've got the support from the community to talk about it, bringing you right here. Support, we're going to amplify this. I mean, we're going to, I'll be able to timestamp out this and, and make it its own little nugget, right? And, and mm -hmm. send it out. So you, you, by now, you've probably got a couple wins uh, because it is children. I don't know if you want to name them by name, but you know, mm -hmm. if you do and, and their parents are okay with that and they're okay with that, go ahead. But if you want to just talk about them as we have this boy, we have this girl doing something. What, share, we, some we've success, got some, share some success stories. He has a success story. There's a young man and he, he actually joined the Apex some time ago. His name is Nathan Gardner, right? <laughs> Nathan Gardner came to one of our million-dollar masterminds. And he was already an entrepreneurial-minded young man, yep. right? At the age of 16, Nathan created an invention, and it was uh, like a golf ball dispenser. At the age of 16, he sold his business for $2 million. Wow. At the age of 16. <laughs> now he's 20, he's 20, right? And he's actually engaged in uh, selling on Amazon, doing maybe a half a million or more uh, a year, just selling on Amazon. Yep. But the thought is, he's always had this entrepreneurial proclivity. He always wanted to sell some. He would do laws when he first started out. So I see the same trait in some of the other young ones. I have a young man that is uh, developing an app for uh, like food carts. So like when you go to a place where they have a collection of food carts, rather than you have to filter through all the food carts, you can be able to pull up the app just like a McDonald's app, identify the products that you want on there, and then even make your transaction on the app. But what's really cool about this to me is that when they start so wait a minute. So that app. So if they're if you're at an event where there's twelve food trucks, mm -hmm. the food truck owners can pipe their menu into that app. That app mm -hmm. probably by GPS knows you're at, you know, the, the right. Houston, it's Texas food truck position. festival or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And the menus populate in that moment. Mm -hmm. In real time, dude. That is, and they can do transactions. That's brilliant. That is man. like. But the, like, there are so many people that hit you up for apps, right? Like, there's there's so many apps mm -hmm. out there, and I think if you just follow the eighty twenty rule in, in the app game, and really in any game in life, you know, out of a hundred, four of them actually have, you know, success, and then out of that four, mm -hmm. one out of four is like going to be super successful. That is a right, brilliant, right. just brilliant idea, and that came through the Apex Youth Program. Through Apex Youth, right? In fact, man. this young man, his his dad is an Apex, uh, he's, I believe he's entourage, Apex entourage, right? But one of the things that I thought was very cool about this experience, we have our own private group for the Apex Youth. So there may be a couple of hundred people that are in that private group, right? And when you join the Apex Youth, uh, Apex, you can actually access that private group. Well, the young people that are in there, they ask questions. And I encourage them to ask questions, to get answers, to get some direction. As the concierge for the Apex community at large, you know, he asked a question about developing his app. So I took his question and I posed it in the entourage. And people began to chime in wanting to help this young guy 
make his deal happen. Yep. That's the power of this community, man. There are people who are already very proficient in the development of apps. Yeah. So he has a connection that if he were just on his own without access to this community, he could be looking for years to try to find some support or some direction as to how do he execute a plan like that. Yeah. But that's what I love about this relationship, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, that. that is so cool to hear how that app came to be from a young mm-hmm. person. I mean, you know, look, you're listening to this, whether it's on one of the video streams or later in the audio. By the way, Robert, audio comes out about a week from now. Um, okay. You know, there's a lot of people that kind of talk about kids and, you know, computers and screens. And, you know, we, we talked earlier about how kids are born into social media. I, I'm positive there's a kid on this earth right now. Their birth was live streamed on Instagram or stuff. Like, I, I'm positive it's happened. I'm sure. You know, I'm sure it uh, is. And, and it wasn't for like a medical journal purpose. It was just mom and dad doing it because they thought it was appropriate. And maybe it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not for me to judge. But, you know, these kids today, the world that they're creating and the world that's around them and the world that they've inherited is good and bad all at the same time. I think there, there's things we could talk about, good and bad. But the fact that a young man saw an opportunity like that and then people came and mm-hmm. surrounded. That's the power of connection. And I think, you know, mm. if we kind of go back to like where our educational system is, you know, I, I don't know, like, do you think kids are getting that kind of like, hey, reach out and make a connection or are they been getting put on a different path? Well, is it funny that you say that because yesterday, uh, Sebastian Russ sent me some information about him speaking at a high school. Mm-hmm. And it seems that more and more schools are starting to become sensitive to the fact that we need to give them more than just this history, geography, and science. They need to understand something about business. They need to understand about innovation. Yep. They need to understand something about market, right? So he was speaking to a group of kids that were there for that purpose. Now, even though they are starting to become aware of the necessity to provide this access to information, they still don't have the connectivity like we have right. with a, con- a collection, a network, a mastermind people, yeah. a mastermind network of people that are the top of the game. That's what Apex means. These are people who are the tip top of the game. They're the 1% of the 1%, right? Yep. But I wanted to mention this because I found this to be very fascinating. There's a young lady, still is 13, man. Isabella Constantino. Her dad is an Apex yep. exec, right? Her mom is also an Apex. So Isabella, and she's a boxer, right? Isabella came to the table and she came with her authentic expression of herself. She put together a video. She made an ask. She, I published it. And people came and supported people like Sammy Knight and some other people in the community came and supported her. She raised more money than she needed to raise for her particular project. So there's money that's spilled over to help some other young person. But this is what amazed me. As I was on the phone and going back and forth doing coaching sessions with Isabella and some of the other ones, Isabella was fascinated by the phone sites, which is a Ryan Stuman product, right? Mm-hmm. She wants to develop phone sites. It just so happened, I was doing a, a coaching session with her mom, who had just recently joined Apex. Her mom needed a project done, right? She has a business that she's been in for some time that she's worked a job at, but she's getting ready to do her own venture. So she needed a project done. Just so happens that between the phone sites, coaches, and administration and Isabella, Isabella secured a client before she even got access, finished raising her funds. So she had a client in the wings that was waiting to be served, right? So this is the kind of community, one of the things that's powerful about that, and you may have listened to this at some of our sessions, is that as a business owner, you can actually employ your children, and it's a tax write-off that you could actually help them to grow and oh, yeah. flourish. So it's a mutual benefit. Now, you got help doing some things, particularly when you got somebody like Isabella that learns how to work the technology yep. that her mom wasn't familiar with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's so much what I call symbiotic relationships that we can benefit from just by connecting yeah. and being together as one, operating as one. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's no doubt. I mean, the, you know, what, what kids know today because they're, they are so connected to technology, they were born into it. It's almost like machine and mech, like mm-hmm. machine and man, mech yeah. are one, you know. Cyborg, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which I say it and I kind of cringe, but like, it's just the truth. So you may as well not fight it. You may as well use it for its benefits, it ignore and constrain its negatives, right? Like, like that's the way I look at it. Right. You know, like, 
Mm-hmm. Like you in, know, in your Facebook uh, feed, Tony Robbins. In your Facebook feed, my Facebook feed is a toxic because mm-hmm. we just got a bunch of people who are doing what we're doing in our Facebook feed, right? And that was all intentional on our parts to connect with smart right. people, right. you know, people that are into the apex way of life, right? Representing what winning looks like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that's what I mean. Like it's good and bad, but you can control that bad. Anyway, you were going to say about Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins and uh, Dean Grazioso, they have a mastermind organization. Now, Tony Robbins is probably one of the most influential personalities on planet Earth. Oh, yeah. But do you know that their company, their organization, the people that run the social media are kids? Really? Young people. <laughs> yes. Wow. So what you say, it is powerful, yeah. man. Once they understand and they can navigate those tools, there's so much value that they can bring to the market at large. But as adults, we need to recognize that value and get them engaged so they can continue to cultivate and develop their skills, their creativity, their ingenuity, man. Yep. And this this kind of atmosphere, I think, is conducive for that yep. because the people that are in this community are constantly thinking in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sat, like I shared at the top of the show, uh, I'm very excited about this at a local level in my neighborhood. And we've talked about yeah, again, I, you know, it actually happens to be Teacher Appreciation Week. I think teachers, really, it is. Yeah, I think teachers in our educational system are wonderful people. Um, I think they they do a job our society needs. It's like a, it's kind of like water. It's kind of like having a fire mm-hmm. company in your neighborhood. Like it's important, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, you know, our kids are changing the way they're learning. I think the bureaucracy mm-hmm. of educational departments and st- at the state and the federal level slows things down, you know, mm-hmm. like our school, uh, and this comes right from our current superintendent's mouth. It's like, Hey, our financial course is about balancing a checkbook. Well, that's outdated, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you need to understand how a checkbook balance is, but because you have all of your banking apps right there, like you can see in real time. What's happening? Mm-hmm. You don't need to wait for the once a month mail statement to come through. And he said, you know, we need to, we need to update our kids better. So actually I'll put it out to you and then I'll follow up later this week with the community. Like I want to bring forth to this career camp we're doing. I want to bring forth a crypto blockchain NFT person that would be willing to dial in mm-hmm. on a virtual presentation to talk to these kids. Cause I don't know anybody locally that's doing it, but. Like mm-hmm. that's where the future's going. And even if you think crypto is crazy and you think NFTs are crazy, the underpinning technology of it is here to stay. Mm-hmm. And it would be, immense, right, uh, right. I'll share a real world application where it'd be immensely helpful. My son's truck, antique, beautiful truck. Uh, the title is off by one digit. And it's off by one digit because somewhere in the Pennsylvania DMV department, somebody made a human mistake. And we can't fix the title. No matter how many times I pay to fix the title, we can't fix the title. But originally, that title was attached to the VIN number accurately. Mm-hmm. And had that title been mm-hmm. on blockchain chain technology, I wouldn't have just spent the last 30 seconds talking about it. It'd be a non-issue. Right. <laughs> right? And, that's, and, that's where, right, right. and that's where this stuff right. comes from. So yeah, maybe, maybe the, 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 the excess, the, the nonsensical aspect of digital currencies and blockchain will go by the wayside, but the underpinning technology will be here to say, and our kids are into it. They are very much right, into it. Right. And that's the kind of thing right. that our, our educational system is lacking and will continue to lack because it's going to take four years of bureaucratic red tape to bring it into the textbooks. Mm-hmm. And by the time it gets so brought into the textbooks, your... they're talking about 22 stuff and it's 26. Mm-hmm. Right. So you say you're going to have an event, like a career day, right? We're doing a whole uh, week. I do. A whole week. A whole so, week. So I've got somebody for you. It's somebody who's actually in Apex, and he's a young person Perfect. that is into the NFT uh, yep. crypto world. He actually started by doing e-commerce. Awesome. This dude is doing, he's 20. He's doing yep. eight figures, right? <laughs> At the age of 20, playing this game. So he's, he's mentioned that he would be more than willing to share with other young people. In okay. fact, he actually provided some coaching for Ryan Stewart when Ryan Stewart first started oh, I know buying talking about. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yep. So this is real. So everything yep. you say is valid, man. Yeah. And it's essential that we take advantage of the resources we have at our disposal. Yeah. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So normally my shows go about an hour. Robert is uh, a consummate professional. So he's got something at the top of the hour and I want to give him time to be able to come in and prepare. So we've got a little bit of time left with each other. So mm-hmm. we'll clue the audience in. So I sat down with Robert, like I said, about a month ago, A, to just get to know you, find out what you're all about. But I did have a question. And that question was around race and culture and the overlay in our society. Because, you know, I've shared a couple of times on the show, I'm, I'm very involved locally in our school district. I'm not a teacher. I'm not mm-hmm. paid. I'm just a parent, taxpayer. I've got kids in the district. And I'm concerned on a number of fronts with how our kids are being taught, what they're being taught. And mm-hmm. I'm especially concerned with uh, minority children, how they're being taught history and what their future looks like mm-hmm. and what our educational system says needs to happen first before they can succeed. And I really mm-hmm. take issue with that. And we talked about that at length. So out of our conversation, you know, I, I said to you, I said, I can't have this conversation, but I feel it's an important conversation to have because I see mm-hmm. you, Robert, as African-American, I see you as somebody successful who lived in a different time than today, a different time than our kids. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of uh, people, Hispanic, Latino, Asian, uh, African-American, I see in Apex. And I said to mm-hmm. you, what are your thoughts about bringing those people together to show, you know, in a little kind of virtual event like this, mm-hmm. so we can show children, people who look like them, came from uh, neighborhoods like them, live a culture like them, that they, you've achieved success and you're, I, Robert, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. How old are you? I'm, I'm 60. 60. Okay. So yeah, you, you've, you've seen some stuff. You've been a part I've of I've been here for a minute. Right. You've been a part of this history and your, mm-hmm. and your parents 100% were a part of history. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm, definitely. Your, your parents lived in our nation at the time where they weren't able to vote. Is that, that's, that's what? an accurate statement. Correct. Mm-hmm. If I'm thinking about the time. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, dude. I come up in the civil rights era. So that's, that's my, those are my roots. So, but it, it's funny that you mentioned that yeah. because one of the guys that won the Closer contest, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Blondes, yeah. right? Patrick is awesome. He, Patrick has a cultural background as well. But it's something that you said that I really want to touch on, and that is this. When you mentioned about the construction or the structure of our educational system and the antiquated nature of much of it, you have to give consideration to this reality. When education was originally designed in the United States of America, it was designed as an instrument for creating workers, mm-hmm. creating workers. They weren't, yep. they weren't just trying to enlighten people. They was like, I need somebody that can do this job. It's like building, I need to build me a slave, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him the tools he needs to work for me. So the people that control the structure of education, the method, the purpose for which they created it, it served its purpose. And yet the world has evolved since then. Yep. And the systems have not modified. Yep. So the reality is that we see so many deficiencies because we've changed, but the structure, the bureaucracy, and the mechanisms that were initially installed have not changed. So we're about making those adjustments now. This whole relationship that we have with Apex, with the young entrepreneurs and that type of thing, it's all about creating that kind of connectivity. But this is something I want to speak to as it relates to culture. There are many people in that, that are not racist. They're not racist. Right. I mean, they may be different cultures, but the reality is that the systemic racism that has been created and, and, and ingrained within the fabric of this country doesn't just disappear overnight. Imagine that you're running at 120 miles an hour, right? We've been running like this for the last couple of hundred years. And then people say, okay, well, it's time to stop that. We're not going to be racist anymore. But the momentum is there. Inertia is continuing to carry it. So a lot of these institutional structures, policies, and procedures are still ingrained with that same racist fabric. So the thought is, how do we go in and dismantle it? You can't, it's not enough to just yep. ignore it and say, okay, well, you know what? We I'm I'm innocent, but the system is still functioning. Right. right. So we got something's got to be done about it. But I, I one of the things that I've learned is that. The only way to create change 
is to first understand that it, an issue exists. If you ignore the fact that it exists, yep. change can't begin to take place. Right, right. So the fact that you've touched on some of those things and some of the stuff that you shared with me was powerful, yeah. man. Because you see it first. Well, and, and so we understand. You know, and I shared with you, uh, you know, I coached youth football. And real quick, we have a question. We've had a couple questions. We have somebody, Tom Matson, who's a friend of mine from my world. Uh, he knows Og. He says he's the best. Uh, Stu Segura, right from like my mattress world. I think I think he's coming to MDM. He's got his VIP ticket Perfect. because I put it out to my my sphere. And so I think I think he's coming to MDM as a result of that. And then Kyle, local friend, uh, mm-hmm. Slaymaker Method. Mm-hmm. He's got a question. Would, mm-hmm. would you say, Robert, that Apex Young Entrepreneur Program is the best thing to happen to youth? No. Oh, I won't. This is what I will say. The best thing to happen to them is when they perish like you, Mr. Slaymaker, like you, Jeff, when they wake up and they say, you know what? We have an opportunity, not only a responsibility, but we have an opportunity because this is what happens. Anytime a young person gets involved in a program, and I'm speaking from experience of working with uh, Barack Obama's My Brother's Keep Initiative sometime, and we would go in, get them inspired, motivated, start providing them with some guidance and instruction, and then they would leave our sessions, go home. And if the mindset in the home mm. is not adjusted, yep. the behaviors revert. Yep. Yeah. So the best thing to happen is when the parents start embracing and engaging with their own young people on a one-on-one basis because that becomes permanent change. Yeah, amen. Temporary. It does. And that, and that kind of dovetails right back to before I went through our comments there. Um, so I, I was beginning to share, you know, I coached youth football for a while. So I got, you know, we, we have a pretty diverse neighborhood, about a third Hispanic Latino, third black, third white kids, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so pretty good mix. And the one common thread I saw of the kids who had the best attitudes, the highest spirits, um, they were on time, was family. Mom and dad mm. were pregnant. And even if mom and dad were divorced, they were positively co-parenting their child. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there were a couple families I saw. I met grandparents. And to me, that was really special, right? That the grandparents were there to watch their 7 to 11-year-old mm-hmm. play football. And... I brought to my local school, I said, you know, we're talking about all of these, these fabrics of society, all of these things that exist, but you're preaching to these kids and you're saying we need people at the front of the room who look like them, have lived like them, who have these experiences, but you're not inviting in these people who have lived it. Mm. I have sat beside a man mm. who was not able to vote in our nation. And he's watching mm. grandson. And this man owns rental property. A bunch of it. Look, this man needs to speak to our kids. Because he can talk about the realities, but he can also talk about, while these realities exist in our nation, he still found opportunity. Right, right. Right? And that's the kind of change I want to bring to kids. So that's what you and I are going to put together. With, I, mm-hmm. I guess we're calling this the cultural corner. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm, I'm never so hung mm-hmm. up on names as I would just want the substance to be good, right? But that's what we're going to call it, cultural right. corner. And uh, refresh my memory again because I, I've been going a mile a minute for the last couple of weeks. But we've got Gladys Jeanette. Um, she's going to be mm-hmm. all Ashley Ashley Herrera, who's been on the show. Ashley, uh, Mr. Bolanos, Mr. Bolanos, which is awesome. Um, and I believe it's Fabian. Fabian, okay. Fabian, yep. I don't know Fabian yet. So, so there's several people. Yep. Yeah, he's a, he's an Apex executive, but there's several people. But one of the things that I want to mention about this part of the process is that some time ago, uh, maybe I think it's round about COVID time. Ryan Stillman put out a challenge, and it was a seven day challenge. He said, "Well, I want you to talk about something live every day for seven days." And what I did was, I talked about uh, counteracting racism, right? One of the things that really needs to happen is mutual sided. When you start to understand something about the diversity or the distinction in other cultures, you start to develop a greater appreciation for the uniqueness of that that society, that group of people. Yep. So a part of this process of this cultural corner is to share our individual stories, but we are all part of a collective mastermind that are all like-minded people. So the spirit is the same. 
yep. the spirit of the people who are part of this mastermind, but the experiences that they come through, like Mr. Bono's experiences, are some of them are rather daunting. But the thought is, if you don't know somebody's journey, you can't really connect and identify where they are right yeah. now. Because you don't know what it took for them to get there. Yep. And when you start to develop an appreciation and listen, to at least share your story and receive, get some insight about somebody else's story, there's a greater degree of human empathy. Yeah. And we can co-inhabit this planet more effectively yep. without all the stigmas. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> keep it real. Yeah, there, there's no doubt in my mind when we, can, when we can understand what each has gone through, when we can understand what each has been up against, we can, we can start to see, all right, well, maybe I can do something about it now because now I understand, right? Mm. And uh, I'm excited to bring the, these stories of Gladys, um, mm. uh, Ashley, Fabian, Patrick. I, I want to I want to connect with Pedro, Pedro Manessas. There's another one. Yes, I mean Pedro's mm -hmm. got a great story. So yes, he does. I, I want to bring I want to bring a, a really great mix of people in to to share and, and not sugarcoat. Like we're gonna, I think we're gonna get pretty raw, right? Mm -hmm. And that's okay, really. And I want to share these stories really? so that people understand there is struggle, but there is opportunity. And here are people who've done it. And every one of these and people, share, I think, are more successful than I am. And I love that. Love it. Because I, 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 I celebrate success. That's part of this show's like, title and what we say. Like, literally, I love, mm -hmm. that I love it. People are more successful than me on this show as my guest. I love it. So I'm excited for this. And as you share this out, when you share this out to your audience, uh, if there are some other people that want to be a part of that process, yeah, I invite up. you. Yep. You can reach out to me. Yep. I'm accessible. <laughs> yep. And let yeah, me know got, because I've heard people every end of the spectrum, man. Yeah, we've got Robert's contact info on the show notes. Obviously, you know how to get a hold of me in the same way. Um, so you can reach out to either of us. We're both on Facebook. Um, you know, so you can contact us any number of ways. And uh, we'll put this together and, and we're going to start maybe with one episode or, or a couple. Who knows? But I, I, I see nothing but positive coming out of this. And again, it's for, it's for these children because I think all the messages coming out of our kids nowadays, ugh, I, I, I can understand why our kids are confused. I really do. I don't fault them at all. It's not, it's not the time I grew up in. It's not you know, the time Robert grew up in. It, it's a different time and, and they need to see people succeeding uh, in spite of the right. roadblocks in front of them. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring that to light. I'm excited to do it with you, brother. Yeah. Really am. You know, one of, the, one of the things that you touched on, and I want to just mention, and that when I, as working with Barack Obama's My Brother's Keeping This Shift, our job was to help young men of color transition from one life stage to another. One of the things that we saw, particularly in the, in the communities of color, is that a higher percentage of them don't have fathers. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we teach that in order to be a man, you got to be able to see a man. So when people yep. see people from different cultures that are achieving, like you said, your friend that you were sitting beside, they yeah. get to start to believe in the possibility of their achievement as well. So it's all about creating that awareness and that exposure. So I think that this is very yeah. a brilliant idea that you have, man. Yeah. So that, I, I'm in. Yeah. And I know you need to get going, but, you know, uh, I always want to really drive home points for our listeners. And that one, you know, if you've got a father in your life and you had a good father in your life, try to be a greater father to your children, right? I, I will tell you the saddest, mm -hmm. the saddest experience coaching youth football was when um, one of my boys, uh, I won't say by name, uh, just because I don't, I, I'm just not going to do that. But when one of the, he thought his dad was going to come and he didn't and crushed the kid. Crushed them. And it was the saddest, saddest mm. moment of coaching. Not losing games, not losing close games. We had a couple kids get injured, not bad, but a couple broken arms, right? That mm. was the saddest moment. And it happened a couple mm. times, mm. not just the one kid, but a few. And mm. that is the saddest moment. And, and so if you could mentor a child that doesn't have a dad around, do it. If you had one around, mm -hmm. honor that man and be better. Because that's what he would want if he's not here, mm -hmm. and if he is here, show him, show him that you that you learned, um, for sure. Because mm -hmm. that's that's big ticket living, as far as I'm concerned. Family should be the greatest thing you do. Really, so. indeed. 
Now, do you know, Cat Peterson is, Cat uh, Peterson and Adam uh, Miller put together a, uh, what he called Brid- Bridge Builders Collaborative. Okay. And a part of what they're doing is creating avenues of opportunity. Yep. So doing like, like the, the students that got funded through Apex, it went through Cat's nonprofit organization. Oh, that's right. That's how yeah, they I got financed. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so the thought is that this ability to create these bridges so that they can cross over, man, is a part of this whole mission, this whole passion that I feel. And yep. I want to share this, this statement, this message. Yeah. And it's a simple poem. And it goes like this. An old man traveling a lonesome highway came in the evening cold and gray to a chasm deep and wide. The old man crossed in the twilight dim because the sullen stream held no fears for him. But he turned when he reached the other side and he built a bridge to span the tide. Old man, cried a fellow pilgrim near, why are you wasting your strength with building here? Your journey will end with the ending day and never again will you pass this way. I mean, you've, You've crossed the chasm deep and wide, so why build you a bridge at even tide? The builder raised his old gray head, he said, Good friend, on this path I've come, he said, There follows after me today a youth whose feet must pass this way. This stream which has been but north to me, to that fair-haired boy may pitfall be. He too must cross in the twilight dim. Good friend, we're building this bridge for him. There we go. That's a fantastic way to wrap the show. We're going to build this bridge. We are. We are, my friend. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for being on the show. I know you've got to go lead, and I want you to have time to effectively lead for those people. It's been a great show, man. I appreciate you. I look to uh, continuing to do life with you. And I guess I'll see you in a couple days down in Texas. Peace. See you, man. (laughs) All right. right. See you next time on the Big Ticket Life. Thank you.